on today's episode of The Real O Show. I think that's what they want to make for Dallas. I was in the f***ing mud holes of Reddit. It will never be that high in a long time. Mark Cuban has a plan to build 10 cities around the world, and that's where Mustang Texas comes into play. Welcome to The Real O Show. I'm Zachary. And I'm Joshua. And we're brothers chasing the curiosity of our life. And on this show, we'll deep dive the most influential people, music, and topics going on in the world. And today, we're talking why Mark Cuban sold the Mavs and what's next. I got a stack of this gold. I tell you I'm on a roll. About to get all this dope. Ain't no fun niggas know. I swear to God, we the ghosts. This ain't the story they told. Man, if you know, then you know. I never had to tell my dogs that we don't run for brains. They pay for getters, they want money. What's good, everybody? We have a special show today. So most people know Mark Cuban. So I want to give the overarching theory of how he made his money buying the Mavericks and where we are present day with Mark Cuban. So Mark Cuban created a company called Broadcast.com, sold it to Yahoo for billions in stock, then made a top 10 Wall Street trade to date where he put put options on the downside to just lower the risk of his investment, then went on to buy the Dallas Mavericks for $285 million at the time and now had just sold it for $3.3 billion. So another great trade, but make it the NBA. And now we're, as we stand today, Mark Cuban owns 27% of the Dallas Mavericks with still full control of the basketball operations. Now, Joshua, I'm going to toss it to you. Before we deep dive this, what was your feelings initially when Mark Cuban sold the team? When Mark Cuban sold the team, my initial thought was professional sports are dead and he's trying to get out before it is. And I don't mean dead, but I mean they're way overvalued, like way overvalued. We've been talking about this for years, but we don't understand how these teams are worth that much money because at the end of the day, like your ass, your biggest assets are what? The players? Okay, well, these yeah. players can go in and out. They can get hurt. Like, So where's the real value? Like I, We played sports our whole life. It's expensive for yeah. sports the travel the people like people really underestimate how much how much how many like bodies it takes to run a, an organization a game to host an event so my first initial thought was if i'm a professional sports owner i'm calling mark cuban going why'd you sell the team because if if you're out i don't know if i want to be in my initial thought was he's running for president actually was my was my first which he's not thought. which he's not he's he's come out multiple times and said he's not running for, for president and Maybe he is. There's a lot of things going behind closed doors. I don't think it's that now. I agree with you about the team's value and the media deals are like this last media deal they just signed. It will never be that high in a in a long time. That's what a lot of people were saying. They were saying Mark Cuban got out not because of this media deal that they're in currently. It's the next one, one. and that's where I was like, huh, that is interesting. Me personally, when you when you kind of peel the layers back of what why Mark sold this, it was definitely to get into the Nino business. And by Nino, I mean the casino business. Yeah. Because we saw who bought it. Um, I forget her name. Uh, Miram Alderson. She is one of the owners of Sands in Las Vegas. Her yeah. husband was the actual real owner. He passed away a few years ago. Big mob guy. Yeah. Big mob guy. So now in my head, I'm like, huh, what is Mark doing? And then when you notice he bought a ton of land in Mustang, Texas, which is South Dallas. I don't think that is the play. He actually recently, as soon as he as soon as he sold majority of the team, he bought massive plot of land across the street from American Airlines Center, which is where the Mavericks play. And my whole thought is they're going to do exactly what Dan Gilbert did to Detroit: clear out a whole build, area, start building around and it, outbuild it. Because what it is is there's no tourism in Texas. When you yeah. think about tourism in Texas, you're probably thinking like we're going to go on a hunch and we're going to go kill some hogs. Yeah. You know, like no one's going there like, oh, I need to go visit Texas like they are for 
New York, Miami, LA, Vegas, insert a lot of fucking places. No one wants to go to Texas. And so I think this is a good way that you add gambling, add a cool city, add a cool attraction. That's how you get it. And you have Mark Cuban, you have Jerry Jones, you have the new Dallas Maverick owners. I'm sorry I keep forgetting her name. And there's one other Texas billionaire that are donating millions and millions of dollars every year to legislation to get casino bills passed, which in Texas is going to be a fucking uphill battle. Yeah, so it... I, I, and I might be saying it wrong. I think it's Miram. Miram. I think that's how you say it. it. She, she's worth $32 billion. I think she's the second richest woman or is the richest woman in the world. I think she's like... She's like no, she wasn't the richest. I, she, she, was, she was like top women. In yeah, the world. I think she was two or three. Maybe it's in America. But regardless, yeah. she was a doctor, I think, for a while. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. she married... Uh, you know that the, the owner where they're going to take it is Las Vegas Sands has already spent millions of dollars lobbying for gambling. Obviously, what they want to do is build a hotel and resort with the stadium. So then it becomes like an attraction with like Vegas, where there's so many things in Vegas that you can go do. Yes, there's sports. Yes, there's casinos. Yes, there's pool parties. There's it's kind of like the one stop shop. I think that's what they want to make for Dallas. And they should. I mean, listen, when I lived in Texas, they had like the Texas State Fair. And if you know anything about the Texas State Fair, it's nuts. It's banana land. And when I think about it, that's probably like one of the only places that's actually for tourism. And then I'm like, but would you actually like tourism there more than once? Like, would you, if you actually were like, I need to go to the Texas State Fair, everything's bigger in Texas. And I went there and you're like, it's a little underwhelming. Like, it's cool, but it's a fucking fair. Another layer to add on to this is Mark Cuban is also done with Shark Tank. After 16 seasons. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Which is wild, but there's just something coming with Mark, whether it's presidency, whether it's casino business, whether it's just like he doesn't want to do this shit anymore. Like, I don't, I don't know. But on Shark Tank, he invested 85 companies. Think about that. 85 companies. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a, he does have a lot on his plate while also being a very active owner, going to all the games showing up, shooting shots. And the one thing that we were kind of talking about before is Mark Cuban changed how an owner is for a team. thousand percent. They're heavily involved. They like it. They enjoy it. But they're also so pro players because when he bought the Mavericks, the first thing he did is he hired enough coaches to where it was one-to-one player to coach, bought a private jet, started giving them nicer hotels, started giving them more food, and really, really invested. So yes, Bought him for two hundred eighty-five million, which is a lot of money. Now it's you know billions, but that is the investment. It does I mean, take think to about think about when Mark bought the team, though, right? Like when he bought the bought the Dallas Mavericks, the NBA was kind of like a dying league. It was considered a drug league. It was considered all these things. They didn't have attendance. People were scared. Like that's an actual thing. Like people were scared to go to NBA games because they're like, oh my god, drugs. It was like a little feisty. Like people were scared. So for him, you know, shout out to Dr. Bus and Genie Bus. You know, they they turned the Lakers around. It was kind of this, this a very similar play. Like, obviously, it's not like Hollywood and yeah. there's a little different, you know, Mark actually had to be very, very good with how he moved because Dallas at the time wasn't the spot like LA is a spot. So I think Mark Cuban's the man. I, I almost think that Mark has this, like, he has a way bigger plan than the Dallas Mavericks. Like, oh, he always says sure. on the Shark Tank, he'd always be like, yo, my next dollar's not going to change nothing. Well, I don't know. I mean, getting in the casino business, that's a that's a that's a couple dollars that could change some shit. Like that's like generational wealth. Not to say Mark Cuban didn't already have generational wealth cuz he did, but this is like a whole nother 
Do you, a whole other game. It, this is kind of going a little different just because this is obviously the main topic of what we're really diving into here is, do you worry how much casino and gambling is taking over our world? I think that it's always been like that. It's just more accessible now, which is good and bad. It's good that you can just easily on your phone fucking send out a bet and you don't have to call 17 bookies like you used to. And so I think it's 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 more accessible now. Is it good? Eh, no, not really. Like they're they're definitely it's almost the extreme now because what you have now is a bunch of micro bets. Back in the day you'd be like call your bookie up, be like, "You know, I got the Detroit Lions money line and I want, you know, Amon Ra St. Brown anytime score." That was it. Like maybe you know, they might not even had any time score shit. Now it's like I can bet on the coin toss. I can bet on who what the next drive is going to be. I can bet like on the next iterate. play. Like it's all micro betting, right? And now today is built around micro betting where I just felt like it used to be like, oh, this horse is going to win or this is like yeah. it was like it was just like this thing. It was there was, it was very selective. That's like the thing. That's how these gambling companies get you. Is all the micro betting. Yeah. They know the micro betting is gonna fuck. They 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 leave it sexy for you. Oh, plus five hundred. Oh, for for this guy to score a touchdown, that's a no brit. It's all it's all psychological, and that's how they can play. Like these gambling companies know exactly what they're doing. It's all psychological. It's just exposing humans. But it's fun. Like, listen, if you don't like, for me, I care about Detroit sports. Any other sport, I don't give a fuck about. How do I spice up this? Falcons versus the fucking whatever's bet on it. Yeah, bet on of it. Of course. I mean, that's always been the thing. There's always just to have a low low risk in the game. But to get back to Mark Cuban, I do think he's like that's why he sold the team was because he wants to get in the casino business. I was in the fucking mud holes of Reddit, and they were talking about how Mark Cuban has a plan to build ten cities around the world, and that's where Mustang Texas comes into play. They're saying that Mustang Texas is going to be one of his ten cities, and they were. They went. It was a sick rabbit hole because they were like talking about like how he's going to use blockchain and how everything's going to be like all this secure. I don't know. To me, I just think that Mark Cuban has such bigger things in line than sports, and I also think that he understands that. Huh? I can get out now early, like he did with his first company, and why they thought it was insider trading. He got out early because he can see the trends. He has all the money. He can see what's going on. He must be seeing. Hey, I can get three point three billion dollars for part of my team. Take that now, and then I can do all these other things. Because really, I think he sold the team to them specifically for the relationship. They were yeah. like, he was like, I want to get in the casino business. And they were like, well, we want to get in the sports business. Well, you let's he, do a little he trade. He said it. He's like, I'm not a real estate guy. They are. Yeah, it's, but it's true. They have real estate, and like you look at like Vegas. Vegas has the most competitive real estate in the world. Like when you look at uh, MGM and Caesars, like they're not part of MGM or Caesars, right? That yeah. that group. If you look at uh, Las Vegas, 80% of Las Vegas is owned by two people. And if you really, really, really dig deeper, it's only owned by one person, Caesars. So if you actually look at everything, all of Vegas is owned by Caesars. So it's almost you got to make the play outside yes. of Vegas. Yes. And that's why I think he's doing that is because they're like, okay. They're going to help build his yes. cities that he like, wants to build. I don't know if you saw that famous strip, right? There was a strip between the MGM Hotel and the Caesar Hotel. It was it was half an acre wide and just went straight back like an acre. Yeah, that sold for like thirty five million dollars because each hotel was fighting for it to have the to have the option to have it. Yeah, because they didn't want someone to put something there. And even though MGM and Caesars are technically te- like they're separate entities, the 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 buildings are all owned by Caesar. Yeah. So yes, MGM and and Caesar are different things, but it's all owned by Caesar. Yeah. 
That I mean that that's it's incredibly interesting. The one thing that I've always thought about is like, why do all these rich people want to build cities? Like, I haven't just gotten to that point yet where I understand it, but it makes a ton of sense. If he, and listen, you don't buy a city and say you have nothing, like you don't have any plans for it. Because Mark Cuban literally came out about Mustang that he bought it for like, uh, like a family, friends, like dying grandparents, like help them out. Twenty four people that live there right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't buy a fucking city and be like, ah, I'm just gonna leave it. Like. You have plans to build it and do something with it. I haven't heard about the nine other cities he wants to do, which now it makes even more sense. Again, that could be team. that could be all speculation of Reddit, matter, but, but still, it's kind of interesting. But, but once you build the model once and yes. it works, you replicate it, Why right? Not? Once you have the blueprint, you just keep replicating it. And I think if that's the plan, you got someone who's heavy real estate, Las Vegas Sands, with Mark Cuban, who's a brilliant business mind, heavy technology, which makes sense with the the Reddit, with the blockchain. Yeah. And you just and you build it. That's why, and that's where I think like Mark has so much stuff up in his sleeve because if you if you look at a lot of his biggest businesses right now currently, all in the tech, all in tech, all in experiences or pharmacy, pharmacy obviously, and and, and we haven't even touched on his pharmacy play, which that's also another massive thing. But to me, that's like his ph- philanthropy type of yeah, thing because he's is. trying to keep it cheap. It is. So I don't really want to discuss that, but like. The way Mark is moving is he's got something of his sleeve and he is so tech that it's like he is ahead of the curve. He knows a lot of shit that no one knows. And even before he made his billions of dollars, he saw the force of like, oh shit, everything's going online. I'm going to make a podcast. Exactly. The broadcast. And then when people laugh at him, they're like, why would you do that? It's the same thing with these cities. Like there's something there. There's, there's a niche there. Yeah. There's something massive there. And that, and he's trying to capture it. I would live in Mark Cuban city for sure. For sure, and I and I think that's where everything's going. I think as America expands, like these states are broken up to be their own countries. I couldn't so, agree more. So as the it's like as, Europe, exactly, but it is yeah. Europe, and like that's how they did it. I think they did it on purpose. Obviously, a lot of federal shit. Like people that are running our country federally are fucking idiots from top to bottom. Yeah. So now you look at now you look at states. A lot of them still run pretty bad. Yeah. But it's easier to fix a state than it is to fix the whole fucking country. And I think you can kind of divide people up. You like to do this? Okay, you should live here. You yeah. like to do this? You should live here. And then there's no problems. Yeah. If you want to do this, if you want to be really fucking red and you want to go hunt and kill, be over here. If you want to be liberal and you don't want, and you want to be whatever person you want to be, be over here. Yeah. That's fine. And that, why why do they have to mash all the time? Be, be whatever you want to do. I think that's where the cities come in. We appreciate you tuning in and listening to us. Go back and forth about Mark Cuban. And if you made it this far, drop a like, leave a comment, subscribe, share with someone who will get some value. And we have a vlog coming out this Sunday. Peace. We bought a box, we drip. We bought a box, we fall.